must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 59 of The Locker Room, brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers you precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So go make your testes your besties. Get 20% off and free shipping with code LACA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using our code LACA. I promise you, your balls will thank you. We've got an awesome episode this week with Jesse Pollock, who is probably like one of the coolest guys we've had on just because I mean, he hopped in the zoom and just immediately chirped us. I don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. it too much, but he gave it to us pretty much the entire time. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I do want to share a little life update. I've been on a, I guess not family vacation, but I've been with Ellie, my girlfriend and her family for the last like week in Florida, which is absolutely absurd because COVID does not exist here. Um, Not saying that I've been, you know, reckless, but um, I got a nice tan going. (laughs) I think I look good. I've gotten a lot of compliments on my long hair. So that's, that's been pretty sweet for my self-esteem, but um, Kathy, I know you can touch on COVID in Florida. I, I know you're not here right now, but it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. It's actually insane. Um, I was saying that a little bit before, like before I came to like Texas and Kansas city or whatever, it was just the biggest joke ever. I remember walking into like this bar called the wharf and it was like closed the whole entire, like the whole entire uh, COVID time. It was completely closed. They finally opened it up for one weekend they open it up and this place is like all outdoors, all just like a, the biggest shit show, food trucks everywhere. Mm. It's unbelievable. First night there, there's thousands of people there. And um, I remember waking up the next morning and then announcing that it's closed. Because <laughs> like of COVID. Good. Did everyone get it? Because of COVID. Yeah. And it was just like unbelievable. But yeah, um, it's pretty spectacular down there. Um, Dude, there's this one place called 1-800-LUCKY. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah. So maxi this is this is simon wool's heaven also like my heaven you walk into this place it's outdoors they have a dj and then there's like six different stations of asian food so you have ramen pokey sushi dumplings um and i think i'm missing one what am i missing what's another asian food ramen dumplings sushi pokey fried rice no that's it okay whatever that's it but uh this place is awesome like but I was standing in line and my friends, like three of my friends have lived here for three months. So they're kind of used to the way that Florida has been with COVID, but I'm still like not necessarily, you know, I'm, I'm very cautious still cause I'm going home to my parents. And my friend online was like, dude, take your fucking mask off. I was like, wait, you're yelling at me to take my mask off. This, this place is weird. You know, it was, <laughs> let, me, it was let me ask you guys this. And I, I think I hear Ellie in the background too. She can attest to this too if she wants, but like, how is it for like people who are from like up north, like like New York and just shit like that? When you go down to Florida for like let's say a week or so like that, how miserable is the transition process when you return back to New York and you're just like fuck this goddamn weather? Um, well, I haven't been back yet, but I'm dreading going home on Friday because yeah. I heard it's supposed to snow all weekend and like my parents, my my house like flooded in my parents' room, so the carpet's all taken out. Like it's gonna be a fucking nightmare. No, oh it's God. it's funny you say that because like you wear shorts on the plane because like you're in Florida, it's like 80 degrees mm-hmm. and then you land yeah. and, it's like, <laughs> and it's like 20 <laughs> degrees outside and you're like, oh my God, I got to get in this cat and freeze. That's yeah, I know Maxi too. Year. Like, oh, sorry, God. No, you're good. You're good. I was just going to say that's the funniest process though. Like the amount of times I've like traveled to like 
like I'm like up north playing hockey or something like that, and I'm going back to Florida, and I got like my my fucking like pea coat on because I'm freezing. And once <laughs> I went to Florida, so like I gotta like unpack my bag, put my shorts on, take my pea coat off. It's like, yeah, no, I'm such a dumbass. I I wore a like a long sleeve hoodie and a jacket and sweatpants on the plane, and I didn't pack anything to change into, so I hopped in Ellie's mom's car and I was sweating my ass off immediately. Yeah. So well, well since we got a. Uh, our boy Pollock coming on the podcast. Do you guys see that what what, what was posted uh, yesterday with the Happy Gilmore and the so like I, I thought that was absolutely I didn't know it was the twenty fifth what was it the twenty fifth anniversary of the Happy Gilmore movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is I mean I thought that was so funny and then Shooter McGavin coming back with that classic uh, rebuttal. Man, what'd you guys think of that? I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I thought the shooter thing was was funnier. <laughs> Honestly, you thought shooters was funnier than yeah Sandler's. <laughs> But I'm also surprised, like, with the way that our generation works and our world works, like, I feel like more movies would have that kind of, like, viral, like, and, like a famous actor doing, like, a viral scene, like, just randomly on social media. Like, I feel like it kind of reminded me of when Will Ferrell dressed up as Ron Burgundy for, like, the Justin Bieber roast. Like, that was so funny. Like, shit like that. That was great. You know? That like, was how, great. I forgot many, about that. How many movies have that, like, trademark swing or anything like that? Honestly, I think most of them would be Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, I was gonna if say Adam Sandler could probably do like a yeah. ton of those, a ton of those video clips with like different actors and like his different movies because he's had so many like classics. But he mm-hmm. can't really do that with Waterboy. Yeah, he can. He definitely well, can. He well, can be on the side, dude, just he checking random people. He could be on like an NFL sideline, just like filling up water bottles. Oh, like the... Okay, he could do that. Yeah, but I'm saying more, more, and more as a video. Oh, you're saying like the you physical, the athletic part? Yeah. You could have. You could have but, the teacher. The, the teacher um, that that he that he trucks in the classroom, and you could have him do like the Abdullah Abangada. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. He could do that, or even Maxi. He could he could also do like Billy Madison. He can just go sit in an elementary school one day, like just sit in class. That'd be really funny. But even but also, um, I don't know if you guys heard the story. I remember I, I forgot what talk show it was, but Andy Samberg was talking about how like he invited Adam Sandler to his wedding, and he wasn't sure if Sandler was going to show up. And then, like, I guess half an hour into the wedding, Adam Sandler showed up in, like, in, like, Donnie Burger, like, clothes. I was like, what up? Like, at, at, at uh, Sandberg's <laughs> wedding. Like my, that's my dream. Yeah, literally guys, my dream. Like, guys, guys, before we get into a little OIVE action, I want to talk about one of our amazing sponsors, Bagel Boss. Um, I mean, we're thinking about Long Island bagels. I know you guys were in Florida. Are you still in Florida? Sorry, probably missing your bagels. Um, but the first thing that comes to mind is Bagel Boss. They're amazing. Bialis. Um, delicatessens, turkey sandwiches, kosher foods, whatever you guys need, they have. Um, give them a follow on Instagram. Um, go to their website if you need anything, bagelofthemonth.com, and please use our code LACA for 10% off. That's LACA for 10% off. But speaking of that, you guys have any good bagel joints down there or what? What's the comparison? <laughs> you guys, I'm, here for I'm not week. in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I'm here I don't know why you keep saying you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I'm saying you guys because I heard Ellie in the background before. That's on me. <laughs> Ellie is in the background, but she's wearing headphones right now and watching TikToks. I told her to be quiet and not speak. Good. But, dude, I saw the, the one morning I saw the one morning you posted from some breakfast place, and it was like a absolute smorgasbord of, of, of shit. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, they also um, they also posted, what, what was it? Uh, oh, it was it was Chinese food what, at 7 in the yeah. morning? That was, Max replied to Ellie's, or sent Ellie's story to me when we were at the 1-800-LUCKY place, the Asian place, because Ellie, I guess, woke up and posted at 7.30 a.m., so Max was like, who's eating ramen and dumplings for breakfast? And I was like, no, no, I'm in Shanghai or whatever, like time difference. <laughs> with them. Dude, the, uh, the Florida food scene's alive and well. I mean, New York's got their shit, but the Florida food scene's definitely up there. Yeah, dude, it's, I, I'm sold on moving here. It's awesome. 
Boca? You guys are Boca or what? Not you guys, sorry. Boca. <laughs> <laughs> um, I visited my grandparents in Boynton Beach. I, I know I drove by Coral Springs today to, to fuck with you. But um, yeah. no, I like the, I'm in the Sunny Isles, so I kind of like that area. But um, like the area of Brickle, from what I'm hearing, is becoming like the, like every Jewish kid from Long Island grows up, comes home and lives in Murray Hill. Like that's what Brickle is becoming yeah. from what I'm hearing. Speaking of Brickle, it's actually funny you say that. So like I'm in Texas right now and I'm going to get into the Oyve about that in a second. But um, mm-hmm. there's like two restaurants literally open in this whole goddamn town. So I drove like, like probably like eight miles to this restaurant um, like an hour and a half ago and got like it's a go order from this place so i go inside and i'm up at the bar waiting for my food and this girl's just talking she's like oh i'm so sorry about the weather the drive whatever i'm like oh you guys are the only restaurant open she's like yeah i'm not used to this though i'm from miami i'm like oh no way i'm from fort lauderdale she like gave me like a <laughs> two-handed high five it was like the weirdest thing ever <laughs> did you get free food no i didn't get free food it was <laughs> but it was unreal i got a it was an italian place i got cacio pepe i don't know if you What's know what that? that is no it's like um it's like pasta with like cheese and pepper it's really really good that Simple but good. good. Um, but yeah, speaking of my Oyve, so I. So yeah, I'm in Texas right now, as you guys know, and um, we got back from our road trip to Kansas City, um, probably like three in the morning, four in the morning, and we got back. Powers out in the buildings. Um, powers still out today. Um, found out like practices canceled tomorrow for just. Um, undisclosed reasons, but um, power is going to be out tomorrow for a day off. That would just absolutely be miserable. So that's where I'm at right now. Everything is closed. I'm just pretty amazed because like it's not snowing right now. And I mean, you guys have dealt with so many snowstorms and and everything like that. And it's like I was telling you guys earlier. It's like if it's like if Florida had a hurricane, like they're prepared for it. Texas, I guess, wasn't prepared for a little snow. And it's just funny looking outside. Like nothing's coming down. There's a shit ton of snow on the ground, but like fucking power still not working. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at, boys. Well, to be fair, how often does Texas get snow? Like yeah, the, t- yeah, the, the bottom that. tip of Texas is below Mexico. Yeah, you think it's, yeah, like, but it's like the North Texas up, gets a little bit of snow sometimes. Like we got snow in Wichita Falls every now and then. Yeah. But they like can- they canceled school for like six inches. <laughs> Dude, six six <laughs> inches light work. Yeah, no, it's nuts. I actually I also heard Cap like the I think Ellie told me actually today, like the the windmill things are like frozen. Up in Texas. Yeah. Jesus, yes, yeah. I haven't read or done anything research like that, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Research. Here. Like, research. Like, what do you research? <laughs> it's like panic mode, dude. I was driving around like a ghost town. It's like it's it's pretty weird. Yeah, dude. Asman was tweaking about how he lost power already for like thirty six hours. His apartment's forty degrees, <laughs> sleeping in yeah, the winter coat. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, for the Sucks. listeners, I've been in in my car for. Um, a good portion of the day, just <laughs> wasting my gas, using my seat heaters and charging my phone. So that's been my consistent my day, watching Netflix on my phone. Dedication though to the locker room, doing this from the car. Oh, all day. I didn't know we could do this little call-in situation. It's working out perfectly. So I love it. What do you Maxie, guys got for your this week? Um, mine is the, from the Super Bowl party when Brady tossed the Lombardi trophy to mm-hmm. uh, Gronk and Cameron Brait. All I, was, all I was thinking about after is what if the trophy fell into the water? What would they do? Would they have to like, would they all get into like scuba diver gear and dive For down sure. and try to try to get oh, it? Oh no, not even scuba, not even scuba diving gear. You're, if you drop that in the water, they're immediately jumping right in, right after. I'm saying I, w- I wish that fell in because that would have yeah. been. Yeah, just to see. That been I think Gronk would have thrown in and got it. Oh, 100. Everyone yeah. would. 
Yeah, I'm honestly surprised into, it would have turned into a pool party. I'm surprised they haven't like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They haven't like uh, staged it. Like where they like they should have thrown it in the ocean, like have Gronk go in and like that would be like at le- uh, legendary. I was gonna say epic. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think celebrates harder after like a Stan- like a Stanley Cup champion or a Super Bowl champion? What te- what team do you think drinks harder and binges harder? My guess is hockey players. Yeah, that's just bi- that's biased, but I'm gonna say no. I would, I, hockey hockey came to mind because you literally drink out of the cup. That's the only sport where you do it. And TJ like, Oshie like, when when he flips his shirt yeah. over his uh, over mm-hmm. his face and waterboard. That's Maxie's favorite bar move. I was gonna say I was gonna say the Washington Capitals literally with like how long they binged just with the cup and shit like that for the first time winning it. Like, do you remember what we went on like all summer? Yeah, dude, the videos of Obi like swimming in the fountain. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> They did it the best. Do you they celebrated run? the cup like with their fans, you know, like they were out and just like not doing like clubs and like that shit. Like they were literally in the streets, like with the cup. It was nuts. You should send it over to Jesse. I'm down. Let's do it. All right. You guys will really love this one. We, Jesse's the man. So let's send it over to him. This guy grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and was bar mitzvahed at Winnipeg's finest Sherzedek Synagogue. He's become one of the greatest young personalities and biggest squids in the game of hockey, currently working with TSN and Bar Down. Welcome to the locker room, Master Squid, Jesse Pollock. Jesse, what's going on? Jeez, John, I didn't look, I, I didn't realize you were a vampire, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. I, well, you should know because I was posted on Bar Down two years ago. That's how I heard that's how I heard of Bar Down. I, I like I went to Mercyhurst and I I lost my teeth on campus, like coming home from the bar. So I like tweeted out, like, if anyone finds my flipper, like, please return it. And then the next morning I saw it like in the grass and I tweeted like a picture of the flipper and someone sent me that it was on bar down. I was like, Oh shit, what's this? Like, I I was like the fucking hit at the bar that night. (laughs) Man, that's hilarious. Fellas, this is the most Jewish locker room I've ever been in. Gotta be honest. I'm usually one of the few in the locker room, but here we are. Well, it's probably the second time. I know you played in Maccabee. True, true. I did play uh, in the <clears throat> World Jewish Junior Hockey Championship back in the day, but uh, <laughs> nah, not as many, just because the Jewish community in Winnipeg is so small. Uh, usually, I had a couple of my Jewish buddies that I played with growing up, but... Well, talk about that. So, I mean, you just mentioned like growing up in Winnipeg. Like, I, I'm, That's what I'm most curious about, like right off the bat, is like the Jewish population in Winnipeg. I mean, I, I, I was able to live in like Trenton, Ontario for a year. I played for the Golden Hawks and the OJ. Unbelievable year, but guarantee you i was the only jew in the area <laughs> well like there is a jewish community in winnipeg for sure it's pretty small though it's probably like twelve thousand people yeah winnipeg's just pretty small in general so yeah yeah it, it's uh it, it's a good community in winnipeg i really like it then you come to toronto and it's like geez louise is winnipeg like, one of those spots you want to like move out to like i mean like is it like kind of like bc area i've never been to winnipeg definitely not <laughs> <laughs> it was a little Stick that flipper and buddy Stick that flipper and <laughs> No, well, Winnipeg is in the center of Canada, so it's it's very flat. There's not many big bodies of water around us, but there is actually beautiful lake life in Winnipeg, like beautiful. We don't have anything big really like Toronto, but it's just, oh, it, it's great, fellas. In the summer, Winnipeg is an absolute happening place. It's just, yeah. it's wicked. 
But in the winter right now, like it's like minus 45. It's like not the greatest. <laughs> I was going to say, what does a Winnipeg brochure look like? A lot of, uh, a lot of tall grass. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing though, man. Like everyone from Winnipeg, like fucking loves Winnipeg. Like Dude. it's probably like one of the most prideful cities there are. Dude, Viva Las Vegas, baby. <laughs> Is that how you guys call it? Oh yeah. Vegas of the North. That's so oh, funny. Yeah. Peglanta, whatever you want to call it. One of my one of my good friends from college, Kurt Keats. I don't know if you know him. He's a man. Big... Of course, I know Kurt. I was just really? talking with someone about Kurt today. Hilarious. Like, not. I mean, I'm not like oh, as tight. Like, my little brother actually knows Kurt pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Kurt's a nice, nice guy. Yeah, I told him I give him a shout out. He was my stallmate at uh, UMass my first year and a half. So I got a lot of. T- I got a. I got a taste of Winnipeg from him. Sitting next to him every day, practicing games and stuff. Uh- amazing man my, my best friend played uh hockey with him i'm pretty sure for the winnipeg blues so yeah i know kurt he's a he's a nice dude he's a beauty he's a little rat but uh <laughs> you had to give him a shout out but also i don't know do you even know that like we've had nate thompson on our show did you even know he's jewish hell yeah well uh, not i know he converted right because his wife yeah. is jewish man mm-hmm. i was thinking about how funny it'd be you know going back for young Kippur at the shares attic synagogue just seeing nate walk in the aisles <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. Just clearly way bigger than everyone else. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to like do some kind of content piece with Nate, like when the Jewish holidays come around, that'd be sick. Great for the Jets to have some diversity. Okay. So I, so I actually messaged Jacob Chikrin. I was like, Hey man, I heard you're Jewish. And he iced <laughs> me, but it's chill. I, I it just story of my life is getting big league, but no, I'll have to, I'll have to message Nate and just be like, Hey man, as long as you know. Don't, don't feel bad at all. I grew up skating with chick and I reached out to him like two months into the podcast. Like, Hey buddy, what's up? Like, like I literally like he's, he's two years younger than me, but I skated with him all the time. His dad was always around the ring. Hey bud, anytime you want to come on the podcast, I know you're Jewish, blah, blah, blah. Love the support. Ghosted me. <laughs> is he, so, so is he fully Jewish? No, I think, um, I think he's half to be honest with you, but um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. All right. All right. Well, one day, hopefully we'll see. It's all right. You got you got some. You got a couple in the NHL. You got Foxy. Hope maybe Foxy will lighten up. You know, and you get to him. Yeah, hundred percent. It is funny though. I mean, speaking of Foxy, and we are both Ranger fans. Like uh, Jesse, I know you posted a letter to Jeff Bukaboom. I mean, I know I know you want to talk, or I want I want to hear you talk about that. But I know we do have a lot of Ranger fans that listen to this, and I, I guarantee, like ninety five percent of people had no idea Bukaboom was Jewish. Like I didn't know that till I saw. Brooks is not Jewish. Oh, he's not. <laughs> No. Why, why the fuck is he coaching Maccabee? What a poser. <laughs> Man, so let me explain to you what happened, okay? There were four teams in this tournament. There was Israel, the U.S., Canada White, and Canada Red. Canada White was de- basically comprised of, like, all the Ontario kids, but I grew up, right? I, like, I was living in Winnipeg at this time, so the red, the red team was, like, the rest of Canada, basically, mostly, like, Western Canada. So... We needed coaches. Steve Thomas was set to coach the white team. And we originally were supposed to have Pierre Maguire coach our team. But I'm pretty sure his mother may have gone sick or something happened. So then Book stepped up to the plate. And I absolutely love that guy. He's he's literally the biggest gem ever. Yeah. He's he probably the had coolest. to get a chair ride to, in order to. Fuck, oh, yeah. In order to be, be in, ignited into to go to the Maccabee games. Man, he just did not fit in. <laughs> he was like this monster, like this monster, like six six, huge, like it was hilarious. He he's the coolest. 
And, and yeah, he didn't like me and my buddies at first, my Winnipeg buddies, because we got lost at the Cotel and he was pretty choked. But then we ended up be, becoming pretty tight. And uh, man, like only the best things to say about Books. Like he's the man. He's done content with Bar Down, which is like very cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say with that guy other than the fact he's the man. Actually, the greatest oh. win in my hockey career came in the semis of that tournament. It was in a shootout. We, we beat the Americans in a shootout after they destroyed us in the round robin and they were so much better than us. And fellas, let me tell you, what a feeling. Why was there two Canadian teams? Were you guys just too dominant or what? Two, two Canadian Jewish teams? Not, not two American Man, teams. I'm confused. I don't know. There were like four teams in the tournament. Like whenever I talk about this tournament, like people think I'm serious. Like it was like such a joke. Well, I mean, <laughs> Johnny, there, there were some good players. Yeah, Johnny, you were up there too. Was there, wasn't there only four teams as well when you were there? Or if I, Cap, you got to think of like, dude, think about all the Jewish American hockey players. There's no Jewish hockey players in like fucking Brazil or like what other countries could you really form a team with? Yeah. Well, no, maybe, well, maybe Russia, but like that's there was a Russian like team that. when we went. Yeah, there was a Russian team. Well, yeah. that's what I was saying. I was saying there if there was two Canadian two Canadian teams like a red and a, uh, a white or whatever, there should have been two American teams. You didn't even come, so how could we form another team? You, you, <laughs> you, you, you denied it. <laughs> 2022, 2022 future. We're looking in the future for sure. Um, there were a couple. There were a couple good players in the tournament, actually, but like no one too crazy. Uh, do you guys know who Corey Kalk is? You ever heard that? Yeah, name? yeah, we had him on here. Oh, really? Yeah, man, he was on my team. Yeah, he's a beauty, great guy. Yeah, yeah, man, he he was like so tiny when we went digital. He he had skill, but like he just clearly hadn't hit his growth spurt yet, and then he hit it and got really good. <laughs> yeah, he, he single handedly torched us in the gold medal game. He had four goals. Really? Yeah. No, he he. Uh, He's he's sick, man. He he was a good player. Jesse, I, I live with a couple uh, Canadians on the team, and I fucking pisses me off every year. I'm gonna I'm just gonna chirp you again, but like, just let me ask you this: How do you say like, do you say 12th grade or grade 12? Grade 12. Oh yeah, that was an obvious answer, Cap. He's from Canada. No, I know, but this is what I'm saying. I don't understand. And then how do you say your 12th Z's? grade? <laughs> how do you say your Z's? Z. Z. Unbelievable. Yeah, you guys are all losers. <laughs> losers, eh? Hey, I'm in uh, the 12th grade. Like, jeez. I don't brutal. know. I guess we're just. I guess we're just bred different. It's got to be something. Man, you Americans think you're so sweet. You really? Do. <laughs> you know, we do. You guys actually think you're so sweet. Everything you do is just the right way of doing things. What's wrong with saying Z or the 12th grade? You know, like grade 12. Ugh. You just. That's what you said. Grade 12. You just 12th, said your own. No, thing. no, the 12th grade. Oh, my bad. We have one too many beers over there, Flip. Yeah, maybe, maybe one too many beers. Yeah. I made another one. Apparently, yeah, I'm sm- smashing a Jaeger bomb over here because the only booze I have in my apartment. Your Jaeger bomb was like the only thing I drank from like 18 to 23. And by the time that I turned 23, I, just, I can't drink Jaeger bombs anymore. That's all I would buy at bars. Oh, man. Well, if you ever come to Canada, I've got plenty of Red Bull in my place right now. So, by the way, I'm just kidding to all, to all the Americans listening right now. I actually do. I've got a lot of close American friends. Just, you know, got to keep the rivalry going. Yeah. It's, it's beyond just the ice, right? Mm-hmm. I love Americans. Please spell about them. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I love that. But, well, I, I think I think speaking of Americans, Jake Paul, right? You, you had him on your show recently. You think he's ever going to fight McGregor? You think he's going to fight Evander Kane? What's good with that? <sighs> That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's not, I, I feel like if – I feel like McGregor's not really interested – um and i don't know how interested he is in fighting evander kane i think evander kane kind of has a little more interest in that but no jake paul obviously he's got an interesting way of going about things 
Is he the most respectful all the time? No, but I can appreciate the hustle that he does. Like he, he, that guy understands content. He understands his audience and he, he hustles. Like this guy takes risks. It's what media is all about taking risks and mm-hmm. I respect him for that. But like at the same time, as long as you're doing it in like not too crazy of a matter, if you want to throw a toilet paper at someone, that's fine. Like don't go off like tripping someone's wife or, yeah. or mom. Like that's just not cool. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this. So you take like a, a fighter in the NHL, like a, let's say like a prime Peter Worrell fighter in his heyday and you stick him and you give him six months to like train for boxing. You think he's going to pumble Jake Paul or you think Jake Paul's legit? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Jake Paul's a good fighter. And, and these, these Paul kids are actually bigger than people give them credit for. So I don't know about that. I feel like Jake Paul has been boxing for a long time. There's like a lot of technique that goes into boxing. I don't know. I really couldn't answer that question. Wow. So you're saying the fighters in the show couldn't, couldn't keep up with Jake Paul? In the Paul brothers? Yeah, but like, are we talking, are they having a hockey fight or are they having a boxing <laughs> yeah, fight? Yeah, yeah they're the just difference. dropping the gloves on the ice. Honestly, if, if it's yeah. on the ice, I think, like, I would take myself over McGregor on skates. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got Yeah, to. man. Well, I mean, of course, he's balanced. Dude, I told Jake Paul I'd kick his butt uh, on the ice anyways, so let's, let's make it happen. Would you, ever, would you ever do, like, one of those fights? Like, would you do, like, a pay-per-view, like, against, I don't know, let's, like, let's think of a name here. Like, would you have fought Nate Robinson? If I was getting paid enough cash, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was getting paid like uh, like half a mil, probably. Definitely. We need we need some bar down fights. We need some locker boxes for bar down content. Yeah, I don't know how that how that would go. <laughs> I don't know how, how good that one would be for the brand, but it'd probably, it'd probably be good. But it's not really our style of bar down. You guys know what we're all about. We're like we keep we keep it pretty safe. Can you explain bar down though to the listeners that might not know what it is? Because I mean, I think it's pretty Canadian. I didn't hear about bar down until two or three years ago. Yeah, bar down is just like really just we kind of just are all about hockey culture, just everything, like anything that has to do with hockey. Funny, we actually don't show any NHL video because we don't own the rights to it. So it's like you know, funny things like for for example, off the top of my head, like filmed a video of my friend just like tying laces around her ankles and like taking a video <laughs> of that, like hey, like do you do that or like is that a dust move? You know, it's just like easy stuff or like when you you like use flame tape for a game and it's like oh look at this idiot using flame tape, you know. We kind of just try to show the fun side of hockey and we have Instagram. We have a website that we do it through Twitter and a lot of our stuff's on YouTube and we have a podcast now. So we're growing, which is nice. Uh, and yeah, that's basically what Barnown's all about. I mean, I personally, I know uh, Cappy also, we appreciate it too. Like hockey gets a lot of shit for not being fun and players are boring and shit like that. And I think hockey needs more of what Barnown does. So I was like, you know, the two of us are super appreciative of what bar down does. I think it's so funny too. Like, I love when you, uh, I think you did like the dude with a sign thing in the street a couple weeks ago. What oh yeah. It? When, when I said, uh, don't trade, don't trade line. A. Yeah. Well, I know uh, Kathy wants to ask you about that. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to, I just wanted to like basically say like, if you, if I just told you right now, like Patrick line, got traded, like what would your initial reaction been? I would get off this call. <laughs> I drag my phone and say, Oh, sorry, fellas. Got to bounce. And then I would probably cry. Uh, no, it was, it was, you know, if we want to talk, do you guys want to talk about the line A stuff or you want to wait to talk about it or we can no, do you it can, now. You, you can dive into it. it a little bit. Yeah. Dive in, dive in. Well, apparently my sign wasn't heard very well, uh, or seen <laughs> by anyone. Um, so I think, I think Winnipeg did pretty well, all things considered. I think we managed our assets pretty nicely. I think Pierre-Louis Dubois is a great player. I'm really excited to watch him tonight. And we got the best return that we could have gotten. Um, I think we drafted a guy like Cole Perfetti, who's a strong, who, you know, I think we drafted as a center, 
But if you look at the Jets' window to win, it's kind of like the next three years. You know, like Wheeler's getting older. We're only going to have Shifley for so long, Ehlers for so long. And you're really accelerating your 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 chances to win by grabbing that second-line center that Winnipeg has needed so much. We're not going to have to wait for Cole to develop anymore. We can move him to the wing eventually if Stastny eventually leaves after this year. So I think that, like, right now, if the Jets can get a couple of stud defensemen, we, we could actually go on a cup run. I'm not even kidding. Like, if you look at our team from 2018, like, that was a great team. But the, the, the difference was is that we obviously had way better defense back then. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm sad about it. I think you draft a guy second overall to be with your franchise for more than four years. It's unfortunate. I don't know what happened with Line A internally with the Jets. You know, you always hear stuff. But... Yeah, it, it, it's honestly too bad. But Pierre-Luc Dubois, I've had the chance to meet him a couple of times and chat with him, and he's just an absolute beauty. So I, I think Winnipeg's getting a good guy in PLD. And such is life, man. Boys, like, Lina didn't want to be in Winnipeg anymore. Good riddance. See you later. I wonder yeah. why. Winnipeg's beautiful. Yeah, especially in the <laughs> summer when hockey's not even being played. <laughs> yeah, but I saw there's already some stuff going on there with Lina. Uh, so... I mean, you know, you never know what could happen at the end of the day. But honestly, and I took Winnipeg to make it to the conference finals last playoff. I just think that with Halibut in the net, like you said, if they can get a couple defensemen, like they should easily be able to go on a cup run every single season because it goes from the goaltending out, honestly, at the end of the day. 100%. We don't have a number one defenseman. I don't even know if we have a number two defenseman on the Jets yeah. roster right now. I think Neil Pionk is probably the closest thing we have, but. I don't know. Like Josh Morrissey is a good player. Obviously I think he's a top four guy. I don't think he's a number one defenseman though. I don't think anyone thinks Josh is a number one defenseman. If we could get some good players at the, before the deadline, it's so confusing though with the deadline this year, obviously, but like, yeah. who knows? Do some damage. I was going to say though, now that it's been like a year or two, who do you think won the trade? Pionk, Truba, the Rangers and Jets. Is that even a question? Do you think it's you guys? 1000%. Really? I think Truba's about to be our captain. Like he's, He's not our number one guy. Didn't we get didn't we get a first in that too that we drafted Billy Hainola with? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a stats guy. <laughs> Boys, I'm sorry. Jacob Truba is is overrated in, in my opinion. Like I like you guys gave him so much money and such a big contract. Like I actually think Pionk is better than Truba. I think he's I think he's more valuable. I mean, I think I think Pionk has more skill and, and is better offensively, but I think what we needed was a stay-at-home, trustworthy, also offensive D guy. Like, is Truba that good? He's not like that good, but he's he's definitely a solid stay-at-home veteran defenseman that like the Rangers needed. But I also I'm super. They gave him so much money. Yeah, I know they did. They did. I'm not gonna say like my fact. My guess is that, or my hunch is that the Winnipeg Jets should just midway through the season pick up and do everything possible to get Big Buff back, and then they're chilling. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, no bad. Who knows about Big Buff too, man? Like that guy. You know, a guy like that needs, like, time to get into shape. I know. Like, he's, any player would need time to get into shape. But, like, Buff, too, he's a, he's a big body, you know? Like, you – bigger guys need a little more time, I feel, to get in, into the proper game shape. So, yeah. Who did you root exactly. for growing up, though, without the Jets, like, coming back till – what was it? I always liked the Capitals because of Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I cheered for Montreal a bit because my mom is from Montreal. But, like – my heart didn't really lie with the team like it does with the Jets now. It changes everything mm-hmm. when you're when your city gets a team. So I remember that uh, that must have been super exciting. And I remember the first playoff series, like all Jets fans obviously so hyped. The whiteouts back, and you guys get fucking swept in the first. Yeah, game. thanks for bringing <laughs> that up, pal. We put up some good games against the Ducks. 
Yeah, no, that was a good, that was a good series. I mean, I, I don't think it was like a four nothing sweep series. I think it was you know a much closer series than, than a sweep. Game three was the most misery. Like I think I'm pretty sure we lost in overtime, and it was just a great, great game. And I don't know, 2018 though was pretty magical. That mm-hmm. series against Nashville was insane. And man, boys, I I hate the Golden Knights. Hate's a strong word, but like I do not like Vegas. They piss me off, and the fact that they beat us in the conference final that year, joke. <laughs> they got some pretty sick unis that they've been coming out with. I'll give them that. You got to give them credit. Well, yeah. Like, are you talking about the Golden Knights? Yeah. Yeah, they are pretty sick. Although, man, their red jersey is awful. Their oh, reverse the retro. One? Oh no, 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 it's it's awful. Their new red one is is terrible. Like, I actually, oh, it's uh, I think it's horrible. I kind of like, like it. Red. I don't like just. I don't like red jerseys in general, though. I'm not a red guy. You, as you guys are both wearing, you're wearing a red hat. Jesse and Cap wearing a red t-shirt. Boy, he's got to support the Erie Otters. Let's go. Oh, Shut oh, up. Why, why are you with Erie Otters red hat? My uncle used to own them. No way. I, I interned for them last year. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I went to Mercer in Erie. So I was, I was at like every home game. Did a lot of shit for Erie. Do you know who Sherry, Sherry Bassin is? Yeah. I met him. He's from Winnipeg. Yeah, I met him last year. Man, we had a podcast together. He's my, he's my, like, He's my dad's cousin, but I, I call him an uncle. He's like a kind of like a grand like a grandparent to me. Like I love Sherry. He's the man. So I always rep the rep the honors. Yeah, no, they're uh those guys were super nice. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty curious. Like I know obviously you grew up Winnipeg, hockey's life, like hockey's everything. Um, if you weren't doing hockey, like what the fuck would you be doing? You think? If you had to, you had to think. like as a job? Yeah, just as yeah, as a living <laughs> in general. Obviously, you'd be a hockey fan growing up, but if like hockey didn't work out in the sport in the uh in the work field, like what would you be doing? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, you know, originally I was thinking of maybe trying to pursue law. I'm, I'm, I've got a, the long list of lawyers in my family. I hate saying that because it makes me sound like such a <laughs> doofus. But yeah, like like my grandfather's a lawyer. My dad's a lawyer. My brother's a lawyer. My cousins are lawyers. Like just lots of lawyers. But you kind of just realize, fellas, you kind of real, you know what you're, you know what your calling is and you know what your calling isn't. Uh, and, and I realized that, law was not my calling uh it wasn't didn't match my personality so i just you know you kind of got to take risks especially when you're in our industry that's what it's all about you got to do things that other people aren't going to do and i don't know it's crazy to think about what i would have what i would have done if i didn't do this but maybe law that's somewhere i mean i I thought the same thing i was in in college that was like my backup it was like all right if hockey doesn't work out i'll just go to law school two years into taking law classes i'm like there's no shot in hell i'm doing this (laughs) yeah no way. You know, yeah. no one knows yourself better than you. So. Exactly. Yeah. I know you. You know you. I know that you know that I know you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesse, we love to do a segment on the podcast called the Matzo Ball Minute Matzo, Questions. Matzo, wow. Matzo. You, yeah, I know. You, I know you love that. Just gonna wrap up quick ones here. <laughs> uh, first one: Who is the most irrelevant fan base in the four major sports? In the four major sports, we're not just doing puck, hey? Go one, go one in each in each. That's tough. <laughs> I would say don't say the Florida Panthers. I'm going to say the Florida Panthers. <laughs> they're so irrelevant. Like they're they're like like what a no offense. Like what a joke of a fan base. My no girlfriend's so mad. <laughs> sorry, sorry everyone, but like I don't know. I had to say it. 
No, and, and I'll give them. I'll give them credit. They, the fans that are at the games, are really like love the like love the sport. Like they love the Panthers because I mean I grew up going to Florida Panthers games. I'm a New York fan because my whole family is born and raised there. But they really do love the sport. It's just upsetting that they can't put fans in the seats. Obviously, COVID right now, but when COVID wasn't a thing, it's too bad they can't get a nice sellout crowd like the Jets. Hundred percent. I don't know. I'm trying to think, fellas. Like I feel like I need time for this. I love the NFL too, but I'm trying to think who's got the most irrelevant fans. I always say the Chicago White Sox because, like, they were good this year and no one knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the White Sox. I mean, baseball for sure. The White Sox are there. I feel like, like, the Rays too. Like, because the Rays might – they might split games between Tampa and Montreal. Like, I feel like they're pretty good too. And they – I don't know. I just feel like the Rays never really have too many fans. I, I, I could be wrong. It's kind of just the sense that I get. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I'm trying to think, like, the NFL – I always feel like the Bengals are kind of irrelevant, but then randomly you'll meet a bunch of Bengals fans. I don't know. I like the Jaguars. Let's just go all Florida teams. Yeah, the Jaguars too, but the, everything's going to change for the Jaguars this year. Yeah. Like they're, every, Everything is going to change for that franchise this year. It's going to be crazy. New coach, new quarterback. They're going to spend a ton of money in free agency. It's going to be nuts. I don't know who the most, who's the most relevant NBA f- fan base. Honestly, it's a great, great question. They all have That's a great next question. Yeah, I, I can't think of. Uh, I feel like yeah, I feel like every team. It, it, I, how good is I, is Charlotte's good or is it better now? I Charlotte's know. is solid. Charlotte's solid, yeah. and their team. I mean, they got Lamelo Ball now too. So I mean, there's exactly no, there's no fans. That's what right I was now. thinking though, I was thinking Charlotte. That's the first thing that popped in my head was Charlotte. I didn't I'll tell you who's got the best fans. Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, the six, the boys. Let me. You should have seen the night that we won the championship. It was insane. Well, speaking of championships, what's the best playoff hockey series you've seen? The best playoff hockey series I've ever seen, other than the when the Jets beat the Preds. <laughs> I don't know if there's a specific series that stands out as much, but I remember the best Stanley Cup run I ever watched was the Calgary Flames in 2004. Like, I've never seen, I've never been that excited to watch playoff hockey before. I loved Jerome McGinlock. I remember Marty Jelena was scoring so many game winners that year. Like basically it was like school nights. Like you were staying up late because Calgary's game started later. I had this little like CD player that had like a two inch TV screen on it. And the only thing that it played was CBC, like, uh, which is just like where, what hockey games are there on in Canada. And my mom would like yell at me. My brothers would go to bed. My dad was the most down to watch with us. <laughs> so we went to we went to my room and watched on this little TV. It had like the antenna up and like it was black and white. And we, I remember watching Marty Jona just bury the Detroit Red Wings. And me and my brothers just went nuts. And like there was the Red Mile and oh, it was just so great. So that that really sticks out to me. Um, but yeah, there's there have been a lot of great series. They got gypped that year too. I think didn't they? They like scored a goal that was called back or reviewed and was called no goal. But I'm pretty sure like I think it was Jelena. Was it not? It was Jelena or Saprika, and it went off one of their skates and it went across the goal line and they didn't review it. And then Marty St. Louis scored. But fucking uh, Jelena when he went to Florida, he actually I played AAA with his son down for the Florida Junior Panthers, and he would like train us. This is when Jelena was still playing. And dude, the guy had the biggest caps I've ever seen in my entire life, hands That's down. Awesome. I'm not surprised <laughs> he 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 played a lot of games. Yeah, I don't know. That was like the first time I realized I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, <laughs> he uh, he won a cup with the Oilers. I think I could be wrong, but yeah. Well, speaking of cups, who's gonna win the cup this year? 
as much as I absolutely hate to admit it, the Leafs are looking pretty nice, but I'm not going to call them like cup cup winners. I don't know. So tough to so tough to say. There's a lot of good teams. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa repeated at all, but Boston's looking pretty good. I mean, I you can never you can never count a Boston, but it's like okay, then they're good during the year, and then it's like the playoffs happen, and then someone's just a threat to them. I think the Hurricanes are a good. Well, they can get the goaltending. I think the Hurricanes are like an, a nice sneaky pick. I don't know. Tough, really tough. Yeah. I think uh, I think the Bruins are a good pick, but except for Tuukka Rask out for lunch the other night, I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, but they still won. That was hilarious. Though. I know. Never, yeah. I've never seen that in my life. What would you say is one? I guess maybe a sleeper team you think could make a make a shot this year? The Jets. I knew it. <laughs> I'm actually serious. Montreal too. So you're you're um, designating the Jets as a sleeper team this year? Yeah, like I don't know if the Jets are considered by most people to be a top ten team. Yeah, um, I agree. Definitely agree right now. Um, so if you could pick one guy in the NHL to fight, who would it be? Jake Paul. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> one guy in the NHL to fight? Tyler Ennis. <laughs> yeah, Na- Na- Nathan Gervy. Brian <laughs> <laughs> Giotta, come back. Ryan Reeves, Ryan. good Winnipeg boy. Oh, yeah. Taze too, right? Jonathan Taze. Isn't he with that? Oh, yeah. Taves is too. Reeves actually played high school hockey with my cousin. How many cousins oh. you got? I feel like you mentioned five cousins on here. There's lots of Pollocks in uh, in Winnipeg. <laughs> lots. We're a big family. The Pollocks run the Jewish community in all of Winnipeg. I love people, it. People call my brothers and I the Jewish Gronkowskis. Yeah, they don't leave, huh? They just grow up and stay in Winnipeg forever. Not all of us. <laughs> Jesse, if you could change one rule in hockey, what would it be? Oh, that's a great question permanently yeah get rid of the stupid offside review <laughs> i honestly agree that's what i would pick errors naturally happen if refs miss things it is what it is slows the game down complete bummer whatever you know let the let the kids play also i think for one game to see no offside that'd be pretty cool just for one game that'd you know they pretty- talked about that at like the at like NHL meetings a couple a couple summers ago, they discussed the idea. They actually discussed the idea of getting rid of offside, like which is unrealistic, mean, obviously. They should do three on three, three on three, no offside. That'd be a dagger, just for overtime. Exactly. Honestly, well, I, no, I oh sorry, I can't go. No, you're good. I was gonna say I'm, I'm I might be a little biased because I'm a goalie, but I would take the fucking. You're a goalie. Yeah, I would take Jeez, the. Hectic... That explains everything. <laughs> A Jewish goalie, you don't see those very often, huh? No. When you, when you thought regular goalies couldn't get any weirder. <laughs> um, the trapezoid behind the nets, dude. So this is my first year playing pro. Obviously, they don't have the trapezoids in college. So you can come out and play the puck wherever the hell you want. So now it's like the trapezoid, I just feel like it keeps your goal, the keeps the goalies in a cage. Like, why are you keeping us locked up? Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's to protect you guys, but at the same time, <laughs> I, understand what, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I I'd be interested in, in the no offside thing though. That'd be really cool. Just for like, like one I, game, it'd be cool. Well, I I play roller hockey a lot too, and it's four and four and offside. It's like such a it's such a more fun game. You yeah, know? like less tiny, more skill. Like and the way the game is now, it's so much skill. It'd be so much more fun to watch these guys go. Like even four and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be unreal. But I think that wraps up the last twelve minute segment. Even though it always takes <laughs> twenty minutes. Uh, all right master squid we got one more question for you if you can go back and talk to the 15 year old version of yourself what kind of advice would you give them 
That's a great question. Just breathe, man. Good things come, I think, to those who, who work for it. And uh, just keep your head down, focus, get pucks in deep. No, uh, just, <laughs> just, just, uh, just take it easy on yourself. You know, like you're a kid, enjoy doing fun things while you can, and don't stress too much. I, I feel like in ten years I'm going to be asked, "What would you tell your 28 year old self?" And I'd probably say the exact same thing. So, mm-hmm. just breathe. Obviously, like, you know, Justin and I love hockey and we love like the hockey content and everything like that. And, you know, the NBA does a great job. NFL does a great job. Like what can hockey do to kind of keep up with those two leagues? Suck at baseball. You guys don't do shit. But What can hockey do to like keep up with? Um... Just like the popularity and how hockey like won't die down because everyone says like hockey's a dying sport. You know, it's an older man sport. If I'm being honest, I think I think hockey really like we need to we need to grow the game. Like there's just too many, there's too many white people playing in the, in, in the NHL. Like they, we just need to diversify the, the entire league who's playing, who's coaching teams, grow the culture. Like it's, it's the NHL is very behind in that sense. And they, and, and they need to figure out a way, not just the NHL, just hockey culture in general is behind. And it, it's, it's clear like that that's how you're going to grow the game and it's how the game should be grown. So that's my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just continue to to pay attention as well to women's hockey. I think that's really important as well. And yeah, I think the like the hockey needs a lot of work to be done to it. In, in my opinion, there's just like a lot of things that really need to change about the game. And I just think we all have to work together to to make the change actually happen because it's just been the same thing for so long. And you hear about all these issues in the league, and some things have just got to change. So, and, and I think other leagues are actually a lot better at it. If, if you take a look at a league like the NBA, they're really, I think, in a lot of ways forward thinking. And I think the NHL could learn a lot of things from, from that league. But yeah, that's, that's my take on that. Completely agree. Um, we, we want to thank you so much. Like, to you, right from the bat, you're fucking awesome coming on, chirping us. Like, great stuff, man. Like, well, I mean, you guys are a bunch of, ca- a couple of cowards if I've ever seen them. So, no worries. <laughs> I was going to ask, um, yeah, we had uh, Eric Angles on, and he was hyping up the uh, Montreal bagels. Is there any fucking hot spot bagel places in Winnipeg or what? Are you getting oh, shipped? Oh, Montreal bagels are great. There is actually a good place in Winnipeg for bagels. It's called Guns Bakery. It's really good. Uh, wait, is Eric Angles, is he Jewish? Yeah, he's a sports net, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he's Jewish. Oh. Yeah, there's a, there's a, honestly, there's been such a surprise amount of like Jewish people in hockey. Like, there's so many in hockey. It's kind of nuts. Hell yeah, boys. We're the shit. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really know you were Jewish, though, until like like probably three or four weeks ago. You didn't see his last name, I guess. <laughs> My last name? You didn't see I didn't realize that Pollock was so Jewish. I didn't realize that. I'm bro, like, I'm also not that, like, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell. Johnny, I would never guess that you're Jewish, bro. Justin, Everyone's maybe I would guess. Out. No, Johnny, with without that flipper in, pal, no way. Well, yeah, there's <laughs> You don't see Jewish guys with no teeth ever. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Absolutely not. I saw you were doing like NHL stand-up comedy. Like how cringe is that? Like when I did when I did stand-up at the bar? Like, I mean, it's so hard to tell like hockey jokes to a crowd of people that probably like don't get like how like I mean that Bro, was a lot I of told I told a story. I told a story about how I crapped my pants during a hockey game and these <laughs> random people watching were like, who the hell is this guy? And why am I paying <laughs> to watch him right now? I was cracking up. That was so yeah. funny. Was but they were just like, you could tell they just like, I don't know. It was a weird reaction. That's for sure. 
yeah, it was, it was a weird experience, but Hey, you got to just take risks. I give a lot of credit to my, to my boss, Dave Crist. He, uh, also Jewish. Me and him are like the only Jews on the bar down team. FYI. No, he's, uh, he, he like pushes me to do a lot of creative stuff and he thinks about a lot of the ideas. So yeah, my, my hat's off to him for pushing me to, to do that one. It was uh, it was a pretty crazy one. I wish I, there's more stuff I could do. Like I'm kind of thinking of doing like karaoke, young and Dundas and hockey equipment and just seeing if I can raise some money and then maybe I just donate all the money and make to a charity or something. But yeah. yeah. And you should yeah, do like a, you should do like a hockey themed bar mitzvah and we'll do a little mashup, man. That's what I want to do for a video. The bar down mitzvah. That'd be unreal. That's that's dude. That's <laughs> down mitzvah. Bar down mitzvah. That's what I said, man. I wanted to do it with Zach Hyman, but we'll see what happens. I know Hyman too. That's a guy who I could probably call. Yeah. I appreciate the shit story though. That was pretty funny because I remember like growing up as a kid, as a goalie too. I remember one game. And my dad was like one of those crazy parents in the stands who like, if you make a bad save, he's like doing the glove higher kind of thing. And, um, <laughs> yeah. I literally had to go pee so bad. And it was like going into overtime and he looked and I, I kind of like somehow like mouth to him. Like I got to go to the bathroom or like was doing like the thing. And he told me to just go right there. He said, suck it up. Just take one for the team. And then you look down at the ice and there's just a little brown. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It might be different if it's coming out the other end. That's for sure. Oh yeah. We appreciate you though. Cheers. Yes. Go Jets. Go Jets, boys. Thanks for having me. Jesse, thank you so much. We'll keep in touch for sure. This was amazing. We thank yeah, you. Yeah, bo- boys, keep it keep in touch. Let's, you know, you got my contact info. So yeah. Thanks Please, for having man. me, guys. I right, appreciate you. We'll see right. you. We'll talk to you later. Take care, Jesse. boys. Peace. Bye. Another amazing interview with Jesse Pollock, the squid himself, the bar down beauty. You got to love him. It was an amazing interview, and we're so thankful that he took the time out of his day to come join us. What do you think of Gianni? Just such an easy guy to talk to. I mean, like, literally feel like one of the boys. I feel like I played college hockey with that guy. Um, such a beauty, <laughs> such a squid, everything, all the above. I mean, just super happy to finally get him on. Um, and, and such a cool story with him and Jeff Bukaboom and how, like, this – Stanley Cup champion with the Rangers, like didn't know anything about being Jewish, and, like went to Israel to coach a bunch of Jewish kids. I thought that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, yeah just a beauty, man. Did. Yeah, it was interesting too. I was reading about like uh, after the interview and stuff like that, just reading up more about like Jesse and like how he like actually got the job with Bar Down and stuff like that. And like it was actually a pretty unique story just about him like really not going in for like a, a, a like a job offer he was just going for like a tour of the facility and then ended up after with like an internship and then like the rest is history from there it was pretty cool i didn't even know that that is a really cool story yeah, yeah. It's crazy. you gotta look it it's... up it... oh sorry 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 no, keep going no no you're good go 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 ahead go ahead go ahead oh um i was just say it's crazy our generation like i feel like our parents used to like drop off their resumes at like these corporate companies and you know just different things you have to do in a different generation. Whereas like for us, you could just DM someone and then all of a sudden you could get a job. Yeah. You know I mean, not that no, Jesse did great. that, all but that it's just, yeah, it's just like the, the way that we can network and just build relationships is so insane to like our parents' generation. I mean, can you imagine like going to high school people and like literally having to pick up and call their like house phone to get in touch with them? Oh, dude. Yeah, I remember house phones. Those used to be cool. <laughs> I think I still have one, but like no one uses it. I don't know how to do. 
<laughs> no, it's just like required. No, I think I do. I think my parents do. I get the house too. <laughs> no, but I'm just no, saying, it's like, it's, pretty- it's, I can't imagine like not being able to keep in touch with like, like even our junior hockey friends. Just get, like I have to like write them letters or like call their house to talk to them. It's nuts. Yeah, no, I know. It's 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 pretty it's pretty wild from looking back at it to see like how far it's it's come. Like this technology and just networking in general, it's pretty spectacular. I do want to take a quick second to talk about our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. I've been using the vitamin C CBD cream a bunch while I'm in Florida because I was peeling a lot of my forehead. I looked like a dog's belly. You know, when you like you turn a dog over, they like spots a little of them. That's what, like, my, yeah. that's what my face looked like. But I've been using the cream. It's awesome. And that's why I have this beautiful tan right now, as you can see. Um, so go to MindsetWellnessCBD.com. Use our code LOCKA10 for 10% off plus free shipping of all their products. They're amazing. We love them. MindsetWellnessCBD.com. Lock a 10, 10% off. I promise you, the stuff is awesome. Yeah. Um, anything and, else? Uh, make sure you, yeah. Make sure you go chirp Jesse Pollock as much as possible. Chirp the Winnipeg Jets. Chirp everything. No, I'm just kidding. We love, we love Jesse. <laughs> We're so happy you came out. We hope everybody enjoyed the interview. I don't think you are kidding. I think you should go chirp Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> I knew he you loves it. That. Yeah, he loves it. No, he does. He does. He loves the animosity. He loves the tension between the rivalry between different teams. You got to love it. Mm -hmm. But I think that wraps it up for this episode. We got another one coming next week. Everyone enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. We love you.